Welcome to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bradley, Certified Holistic Health Coach and Nutritionist. And if you're ready to get focused on what it takes to create not just a body that you love and healthy habits that feel easy, but also building a life that feels so aligned, so empowering, and so fun, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, sister, because your life is about to change. Welcome back to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. This is our season two kickoff. And what I'm going to do, so back in November, I did a three-day training called Happy and Healthy for the Holidays, where I did three kind of webinars um, that I think you're really, really going to love. So what I've done is I've stripped the audio from that, and that's what you're going to listen to this week. You're going to listen to training one this week, which is Mindful Eating 101. And I felt like this was really, really important to cover around the holidays because there's no better opportunity to be a mindless eater than the holiday season, right? But that means then the opposite can be true. There's no better opportunity to start practicing mindful eating than the holidays. Now, the thing about mindful eating is it's kind of this term that just gets thrown around that nobody ever really knows exactly what it means. <laughs> so in this training, I go into extreme detail on what mindful eating is versus mindless eating and how to actually do it. Because I think that that's the thing people are like, you need to listen to your hunger cues and listen to your body. And I do say that in this training, but I teach you exactly how it's done. And I think that's the biggest difference. We know what we're supposed to do, right? We don't always know how we're supposed to do it. And so I'm giving you a bunch of little challenges and things to try so that you can become more mindful. And it's the first week in December. Holiday season is still upon us. We are kind of in the thick of it now. So be sure to listen to this full episode. It's about a half hour long, so a little longer than our standard episodes. But if you are at home, I want you to sit down and take out a piece of paper and a pen. You need to take some notes because at the very end, I give you four questions to ask yourself before and during and after you eat so that you can be more mindful. You can make sure you're enjoying your food and you can make sure you're not over fueling your body. Okay. So enjoy this episode. I'll be back next week with the second training, which is decode your cravings. Okay. Enjoy. Bye. Okay, so Mindful Eating 101. This is the first of three trainings that we're gonna do this week to get you like primed and ready for the holiday season. So my people on Zoom with me, you're gonna be able to see all of my slides. You're gonna be able to ask me your questions and get some coaching in real time. My people over on Instagram here, you're just gonna listen and take in all of this information. Then of course, if you want the replay for this, Uh, send me a DM and I'll put you on the list for it. Okay. But we're going to talk about mindful eating and why it's so important to start practicing this stuff around the holidays. And like I said, if you have questions on zoom, pop them in the chat. If you have questions on Instagram, pop them in the um, comment box here. I might not get to them depending on timing. Okay. So let's get into our topic. So 
The stretch between Halloween and New Year's Day, of course, right? It's like, no, duh. We're going to eat a little less mindfully than we might otherwise, because there's an overabundance of all of this food and all of these celebrations that we don't have on like a week to week basis. So that's why it's really, really important though, that we start tuning into these really simple guidelines to help keep us more mindful around what we eat. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So we're going to talk about four things specifically. We're going to talk about how to let your body catch up with your brain. We're going to talk about knowing your hunger cues because everybody's feel different. We're going to talk about creating a daily game plan that works for you because let's just be real, winging it doesn't work. If that worked, it would have worked by now. And we're going to talk about how to stay present. And I'm going to give you four questions to ask yourself. So you want a pen and a piece of paper for this for sure, because you want to take notes. But specifically with number four, I'm going to give you four questions to ask yourself before you eat and while you're eating so that you can really stay present. All right. So let's just go over really quick the difference between mindless eating and mindful eating. I feel like these terms get thrown around a lot and you know, it's like, they're those words that like we hear, but they don't really mean anything to us anymore, right? Because we hear them so often, but what do they mean? So mindless eating is eating past the point of fullness or ignoring your body's hunger cues. So eating when you're stressed, when you're bored, when you're sad, when you don't know what else to do, um, eating, even though you're not hungry, those are a couple aspects of uh, mindless eating, as well as eating foods that taste good in the moment, without considering your goals or how you want to feel. So my clients bring this to me a lot. They're like, how do I know when it's okay to eat the pizza or when it's okay to eat the cookies or whatever the food is? And of course it's always okay, right? But for my clients who have fat loss goals, we really want to get good at looking at why we're eating the foods we are. What's driving the choice? Are there feelings or urgency behind it? Or is it just because I want pizza and pizza tastes good? But mindless eating will be more of, urgency and of, well, it's there. So I'm just going to eat it without a whole lot of planning around it or thinking about how am I going to feel after mindless eating also includes this concept of drive by eating that I talk a lot about, which is there are cookies on the counter. So you just go grab one. Or every time you open the cabinet, you grab a handful of almonds or whenever you open the fridge and the chocolate's there, you break off a piece and eat it. Again, it's not planned for, you're not being really mindful about it. You're just kind of eating it because it's there. So that's an aspect of mindless eating as well. And then of course, eating while multitasking, you're watching TV, you're doing work on your computer. This is so I, I'll tell you a quick story. I had a client who loved this sandwich from a shop down the street. So a few times a week, she would go walk, get her sandwich, come back, plop down in front of her computer and eat the whole thing. And her goal was fat loss. And so again, it's not a bad thing to eat an entire sandwich, but we do want to be mindful about what we're eating, how much we're eating and why, especially when fat loss is the goal, right? So once we started working together, I said, okay, go get the sandwich, but shut your laptop or maybe stay at the restaurant, leave your phone at home and just be present with your food. Just eat and only eat. And come to find out half of the sandwich was plenty for her to feel satisfied. And then she would have the other half later in the day. So without even knowing it, she was eating a lot more than she needed to because she was eating while she was distracted. When it comes to mindful eating, it's basically the opposite of everything we just said. So it's listening to your body and stopping when you're satisfied. Now, 
don't roll your eyes at me when I say listen to your body, because I know that's something we hear all the time too. And it's like, well, what does that even mean? We're going to get into that in just a minute. But it's not eating past the point of fullness. It's eating when you're hungry. It's eating foods that really fuel you and make you feel good, not make you feel guilty and sluggish. It is eating planned meals and snacks. So this is something that I do with my clients all the time. I help them, especially in the beginning of their program with me, I help them create a meal plan that works for them. We automate their meals. So they know exactly, and again, we're going to dive deeper into this in a couple minutes, but they know exactly what they're going to eat when those hunger cues start to kick in. So it takes the guesswork out. That's a big aspect of mindful eating. And then it's eating and only eating. So not eating when you're distracted by a hundred thousand different things. Now, is it always possible to be mindfully eating? No, we're not going to get this right 100% of the time. We're humans, we're busy. Sometimes there are exceptions. I, I talk about this a lot with my clients who are nurses, who are teachers and who are moms. It's not always possible for these people to be like, well, I'm physically hungry. So my patient can wait or my kid can wait. No, like that's not possible. So we have to have some flexibility here, but I do think it's important to really distinguish between what mindless eating is and what mindful eating is just so that like, it's like planting the seed in your brain. So next time you go to sit down and work and eat in front of your computer at the same time, you might think twice and say, let me just put the laptop away for five minutes and let me just eat and only eat. Okay. So let's get into our first little tip of letting your body catch up with your brain. Slowing down your eating is one of the best ways to get your mind and body to communicate about what you really need for nutrition, how much to eat, what to eat, why you're eating. Again, those are essential components of mindful eating. But when we're just rushing around and just shoveling the food in as if it's just another thing that we have to do and get done, that can be the downfall of our results and of just feeling energized. And so you've probably heard this before. There's about a 20 minute delay between when we're eating and when your body recognizes that you're full or you're satisfied. And this is why we often unconsciously overeat, especially at holiday meals or get togethers because we're distracted by so many other things. Um, I had a client actually text me last week and she said, I just finished my lunch, but I'm still feeling hungry. So what do I do? <laughs> And nine times out of 10, if my clients are hungry, I tell them to go eat. If your body's telling you, I need fuel, I need food, you feed your body. However, since she had just finished a big veggie wrap, it was like a nice hearty meal. I said, give yourself 20 minutes and wait and see. 20 minutes later, she texted me. She's like, yep, I'm good to go. Moving on with my day. So it is important that we kind of slow down our eating. And if after we're, we're done eating, we're still hungry, we give ourselves a little time. Hunger is not an emergency. It can feel like it though, especially if we come from a dieting background where we were told if you get hungry, your metabolism is going to slow down. And then you're just going to overeat later and you're never going to lose weight because if your metabolism is slow, you're fighting an uphill battle. But hunger is actually, and this is what I say to my clients all the time too, and you may have heard me say this before, it's just like when you feel like you have to go pee. It's just your body's way of saying, within the next like five, 10 minutes, you might wanna make your way to the bathroom. That's what hunger is too. Within the next five or 10 minutes, 
you might want to go pull out your, your meal out of the fridge and get ready to eat or plan what your next meal is going to be. Some simple ways to slow down can include sitting down to eat. Listen, I'm going to run through this list of like four or five things and you're going to be like, yeah, I've heard this a million times. The basics work. If you feel like you're not a mindful eater, these are the simple tools that you need to start implementing consistently in order to become more mindful. It's basic, basic stuff, stuff that everybody can do no matter what. And that's just what, that's just what it takes. So sitting down to eat, how many times, and you're going to start noticing too, again, we're just like planting the seeds here, but how many times are you walking to your car, eating a protein bar before you go pick your kids up from school? Or you're cleaning the house and you're taking a bite of your sandwich and you put it down between doing a million other things or standing up and cooking dinner and eating dinner while you're cooking it. You're gonna start to notice that stuff. And so sitting down to eat can be a really nice way to just get more intentional and get more present with what you're eating. Another way to slow down eating can be taking time to plate your meals versus eating on the fly as you do a million other things. I did this last week. I bought these plantain chips from Trader Joe's that were so good. And I love dipping them in the everything but the bagel um, dip that they have. And I was just like standing at the counter, taking one out of the bag, dipping it in. And then I thought, like, I'm not even doing, I'm not even practicing what I'm preaching here. So I took a bowl out. I put I don't know, however many, I just kind of dumped some in a bowl and I didn't go back for more after because it was like a proper portion. I was more present. I was more, it was more enjoyable that way than just like picking one every once in a while out of the bag. It was a lot more satisfying. So plating your food, taking the time to fully chew your food. Again, you're going to start noticing if you're somebody who eats really fast and you're just like wolfing down your food, take time to slow down and fully chew. How does the food taste? How does it feel in your mouth? Like really have the full experience of it. And as you do that, you're probably going to notice that you're naturally eating less because you're enjoying your food more instead of just throwing it down before you go off to the next thing. And then this tip was a game changer for one of my clients, setting your fork down between bites. She was noticing that she eats really fast, that everybody in her family eats really fast. And so I just said to her, you know, try, take a bite, put your fork down, chew, swallow, and then go back for more. It was a game changer for her. So again, super simple, super basic tips, but that's what I teach. But the key is doing it consistently. These aren't things that you just try one time and you're like, well, that didn't work for me. It's choosing one and doing it consistently so that it will stick. We keep things basic because the basics work. The fancy stuff you don't need. That's like level 2.0, 3.0 stuff. We, this is 101, right? So go ahead and start thinking about, and then you, you can also jot this down too if you're taking some notes. What are some ways you can slow down eating and listen more deeply to your body signals? You can take the tips that I listed here, or you can implement some of your own. All right, let's move on to tip number two, which is knowing your body's hunger cues. Like I said in the beginning, everybody's are different. And so it's really important to start figuring out what yours are and then tuning into them. Because it's so common for people to eat when they feel stressed, 
sad, frustrated, lonely, bored, like we're emotional beings and emotional eating is a crutch that a lot of us use to kind of manage those emotions. But if we want to be a more mindful eater, it's really important that we tune into our body versus our brain. So hunger cues come from your body. You're going to be able to feel some kind of thing in your body when it's almost time for you to eat. So this first one, growling of the stomach, is the one that most people look for. This is like the most common thing, but that doesn't always happen. And it doesn't always happen for everybody. This isn't one of mine. My stomach will growl when I'm like hangry. And then I know I'm like past the point of no return. Um, but there are a lot of other, other cues to look for. So things like lower energy, difficulty concentrating. You're starting to think about food a lot more. You're feeling a little lightheaded. This is something that I challenge all of my clients to do in the beginning of their program with me. And I'm going to challenge you to do it too, is make a deal with yourself that today you're not going to eat another thing until you start to feel those hunger cues. Now, here's my disclaimer. I'm not saying eat until you feel like you're going to pass out. I'm not saying don't eat until you feel hangry. I'm saying start tuning in to what your body feels like when it's starting to tell you, okay, let's like start thinking about food. My biggest one is difficulty concentrating. I know if I sit down to like write a reply to a client or write up an email or an Instagram post or something like that, and it's taking me like 15 minutes to do that, I probably need a little something. My brain needs a little boost. Like I said in the beginning, growling stomach isn't really one of mine, um, but really tune into what yours are. And again, this is a practice. This is something that you have to do super, super consistently, like every day, multiple times a day in order to learn what your hunger cues are. And they might be different on different days. So you could have a whole running list of, if I feel these things, this is probably when it's time for me to eat. And this is something that I help my clients figure out all the time, because again, we're taught that like the rumbling in the stomach is the hunger cue that we want to look for, but there could be a list of 10 different things. And so really start paying attention to what your specific hunger cues are. Because true mindful eating is actually listening deeply to our body's signals for hunger versus just acting on, on what our brain wants us to do for a hit of instant gratification. Studies have found that that hit of instant gratification lasts all of three minutes. So if you're feeling sad and you go eat a bunch of ice cream and it feels better for a second because your brain gets that hit of serotonin, it quickly goes away. And then not only are we left with the stress or the feelings that we were trying to mask with food, but then in comes the feelings of guilt and regret that we have from eating all of the ice cream, right? So really mindful eating really is about learning how to recognize your hunger signals and honoring them and also learning how to manage your emotions without food. And that's probably the biggest thing that I help my clients do. All right, number three is creating your daily game plan. So we're gonna go back to this concept of drive-by eating where we eat mindlessly by wandering around, looking through cabinets, eating at random times, rather than proactively planning and thinking about what our meals and snacks are gonna be. Drive-by eating can really prevent us from connecting to what we're eating, why we're eating, how much we're eating. And it wires our brain for new cues and habits that aren't the most healthy. Like I said in the beginning, if every time you open the cabinet, you're taking out and eating a handful of almonds and your goal is fat loss or your goal is just to be a more mindful eater, you're not doing yourself any favors, right? Because while almonds are 
very healthy and they're tasty and they're great for us, anything in excess isn't a good thing, right? And anytime we're not being mindful about why we're doing what we're doing, that's not really a good thing either. We really wanna tap into that. And so another example, especially around the holidays is if the cookies or the pies just sitting out on the counter and you walk by and you just grab a bite every time, it's just wiring your brain to be like, oh, there's food there, I eat it. There's food in front of me, I eat it. Instead of what we're gonna talk about now, planning your meals and snacks and why that's so helpful. This is a game changer for my clients. They're always, not always, but they're sometimes a little resistant to it in the beginning because they're like, I don't want to do like a Weight Watchers app or my fitness pal type thing. And that's not what we do at all. Like we don't look at numbers. We don't count calories. We don't track macros. Like it's none of that garbage. It really is just when I get hungry, here's my first meal. And then my second meal and then my third. And if I get hungry in between, here's what my snacks are going to be. And if I want a little something sweet, here's what I'm going to eat to take the edge off. You probably know if you've been following me for any length of time, these treat yourself moments I talk about every single day, you want to have something that takes the edge off of your cravings. Tomorrow we're talking about decoding your cravings. So we're going to get into that a little bit deeper, but you want to eat something. Maybe it's some chips with your sandwich at lunch, or maybe it's, um, a couple peanut butter cups after lunch to just take that sweet if you want something sweet after you eat. It's really, really important to plan those because if you don't plan, what can happen is we have lunch and then we eat 10 peanut butter cups and we feel guilty about it. It's like, well, the day's gone. I ruined it already. So I'm just going to order pizza for dinner. How many times has that happened to you? It used to happen to me all the time. But when we can say, here's what my meals are going to be. Here's my snacks. Here's my treat yourself moment. It just feels like it feels a lot more satisfying because we're staying ahead of the cravings and there's nothing to feel guilty about when we've planned for it. You don't have to feel guilty about the three peanut butter cups you have when it's written on your plan. So you want to create this game plan so that this drive by eating doesn't happen so often. Creating your game plan really helps organize your brain. It takes the guesswork out and it helps you plan ahead for the what ifs. What if I get hungry between my three and five o'clock meeting? What am I going to have? Am I just going to go down to the vending machine and get some Skittles or some chips? Or am I going to have the like homemade energy balls that I made? You know, what's going to be a better option for you? What's going to get you closer to your goals? It's really, really important to create that game plan. And let's talk about a game plan too, specifically with mindful eating at holiday get-togethers and then when you're home. So at holiday get-togethers, some good things to ask yourself as you're going into the day is how much alcohol am I going to drink? Give yourself a little range here. Am I going to stick with one glass of wine or is it more realistic for me to plan for three and I'll see how I feel when I'm there? My clients do this all the time. They're like, I'm planning for three drinks tonight. And then they come to me the next day and they're like, I only had one. I didn't really feel like three, but planning for what is realistic for you takes the pressure off, okay? Which dessert are you gonna choose? If you know, like, let's say every year at Thanksgiving, you know there's a spread of like pecan pie, pumpkin pie, um, apple pie, apple crisp, which one are you gonna choose? And you can choose this in the moment too, but it really helps, especially when you're just in the beginning stages of this stuff, it really helps to um, plan ahead. Like I know for me, I look forward to pumpkin pie every year. So that is my dessert of choice. 
anything else. I mean, you can make pumpkin pie anytime, but it just hits differently on Thanksgiving, you know? And so that's always my, my dessert of choice. I know that going in that I'm going to have pumpkin pie with some cream on it. How long will you wait before you go back for seconds? This is a big one. And this is something I just talked to one of my clients about this yesterday, not yesterday, last week. She's like, after every meal, I really want to go back for seconds. And it's like, okay, just like we talked about in the beginning, sometimes you have to let your body catch up with your brain, right? So how long are you going to wait? Are you going to wait 20 minutes to make sure that you're still hungry and that you're not satisfied by what you took originally? Or are you going to wait longer? Are you going to pack some up to go? What is your strategy going to be when your brain starts telling you, go back for more food? And then can you bring some of your favorites home instead of eating them when you're still full? This kind of goes back to the last one. And this is one of my favorite tips too. Here's like a little bonus for you for those food pushers in your family who are like, eat pie. Why aren't you eating stuffing? Why aren't you eating this? Why aren't you eating that? Best way to navigate that. I'm really full, but if you pack them up for me to take home, I'll gladly do that. Okay, mindful eating tips at home. So consider what you bring into your kitchen and where you put things away. Are healthy foods out where you can see them? Is the fruit on the counter, the veggies in sight in the refrigerator? Are the cookies and chips put away in the cabinet? Because what we see, we eat. So you want to make sure that you set yourself up for success in this way and that healthy foods or foods that are aligned with your goals are within reach and are within um, eyesight and everything else is kind of put away. You're, you know it's there, it's not a problem that it's there, but it's not staring you right at the face every time you open the cabinet. Okay. And our fourth tip, probably, I don't wanna say the most important because I feel like these are all so important, but it is very important, be present. Multitasking, like we talked about in the beginning and eating is a recipe for not being able to listen to what our body needs and wants. It's really, really hard to know if we've eaten enough or if we've eaten too much, if we're distracted by everything around us. <clears throat> when we're distracted, it becomes harder to know when we're full, when we're satisfied, if we took a proper serving of protein, fat, and fiber, if we're just eating crack, like drive by eating crackers. So with your next meal, here's a little challenge for you. Another one, try single tasking and try to just eat with no screens, no other distractions besides enjoying the company that you're with, sharing a conversation or just being with yourself. And this can be super uncomfortable for people because what happens when I don't have distractions, lots of thoughts, lots of feelings, lots of things come up. But again, if we're masking our thoughts and our feelings with food so that we don't feel them, they always come out in other ways. For a lot of my clients, that's binge eating or overeating or over snacking. And if we want to feel healthy, if we want to feel energized, we can't do that stuff, right? So here are the four questions I want you to write down. I want you to practice asking yourself every single day. If you do nothing else that we talked about today, do this. Ask yourself these questions before you eat and while you're eating to help you be a lot more mindful. Okay, ready? Number one, am I physically hungry? And in order to do this, we have to go back to the beginning and know what our hunger cues feel like, right? Am I physically hungry? If I'm not physically hungry, why do I want to eat? 
if I'm not physically hungry, why all of a sudden does a donut sound so appealing? That's when then, and this is what I help my clients do all the time, we dig into the triggers for eating outside of physical hunger. And then when we know what the triggers are, we can create a plan around it to kind of manage those feelings without food. Like I said, that's the biggest thing I help my clients do. That is the game changer. Now, are there exceptions to eating when you're not hungry? Of course, like I talked about the, in the beginning with my moms and my nurses and my teachers, it's not always possible. And also like, let's say your workday finishes at five, your workout class is at 5.30 and you're not super hungry, but you know you need a little boost before your workout. Of course, you wanna eat something. So there are exceptions to the rule. And again, this is what I help my clients figure out where those exceptions are, the true exceptions. Um, but generally speaking, ask yourself before you sit down to eat, am I physically hungry? The next one, how will I feel after I eat this? After I eat this third piece of pizza, am I gonna feel satisfied? Or am I gonna feel too full? Am I gonna feel guilty? Or am I gonna feel like I love this pizza and there's nothing more enjoyable than this in the moment? How will I feel after I eat this? While you're eating, does this food taste as good as I expected it to? This is something that comes up for a lot of my clients. And for me, it's like a sorry, not sorry kind of thing as the coach. But so I had this client who loved this certain sushi roll and it had like cream cheese on it, some kind of sauce. It was like, it was a hearty sushi roll. And after we worked together for about a month, she was like, I really want this. Can I have it? And of course I was like, yes, because the way we set up or the way I help my clients set up their nutrition plans is it gives them a lot of wiggle room to have those more indulgent meals. And so she went and got the roll and she texted me right after. And she's like, I'm so mad at you because this doesn't taste as good as it used to. I don't like it as much as I used to. <laughs> and to me, I'm like really happy about that. Not because they now don't like the food that they used to love, but they're so much more mindful about what they're eating and why they're eating it. And they're so in tune with how things taste, how they feel after that these foods they used to think they loved, they realized like, I don't really love that food. I just loved the idea of it because it felt so indulgent. It felt kind of like rebellious. And instead she can go have sashimi, which I think it's sashimi. I'm not a fish eater, but it's that like piece of fish over a little bit of rice and feel a lot more satisfied and a lot more lighter after. This happened to another one of my clients. She was like, Lauren, I love Kraft macaroni and cheese. And I don't think that I can eat that and lose fat at the same time. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna show you, it can be done. And so she would intentionally, she wasn't eating a whole box anymore, but she would intentionally make a batch of it and put it as a side to her protein, fat and fiber meal. And after a few weeks, she's like, I don't even want it anymore. I don't even like it anymore. It tastes so salty. It's like mushy. How did I used to love this food? And again, it was like, sorry, not sorry, because now you know, and you're getting more enjoyment out of the food that you're eating. And then the last question to ask yourself, how will I feel if I don't eat this food? Will I feel restricted? If I say, I'm, and this is what I used to do, guys. I used to go into Thanksgiving being like, I'm going to have the turkey, any green vegetable, and one dinner roll, I'm not going to have wine, no stuffing, no mashed potatoes, no pumpkin pie. And I just told you how much I love it, right? But that would be like my game plan going in. And inevitably, I would end up eating 
all the food, eating way past the point of fullness. So for me, not eating the food felt horrible because I felt deprived and it ended up in like a binge session later on. On the flip side, if you're somebody who's wanting food freedom and wanting to find that balance and wanting to be more mindful, it can feel really good to not eat the food, to not, to decide like, I'm not going to do pizza this weekend. I'm going to make, I don't know, um, chicken sausage, peppers and onions with rice and have a glass of wine with it. Like that can feel better than eating the pizza. So you get to decide, but that's why it's important. Like, how will I feel if I don't eat this? Will it feel okay or will it not feel okay? And I think that the place people struggle with this the most is this question. Because we don't really know, because we're not used to telling ourselves, no, not right now and sticking to it. What we tend to do is, no, I'm not going to eat this. And then a day or two later, we go and eat the whole pie, right? Because as we know, restriction leads to rebound 100% of the time. So this is a question that I really dig into deeply with my clients on pretty much a daily basis, because this is the stuff, these four questions. Am I physically hungry? How will I feel after I eat this? Does this food taste as good as I expect it to? And how will I feel if I don't eat this food? These are the four questions that are gonna help you get so much more mindful. And after some time too, it's gonna be like this. Like you're gonna be able to look at the cookies and be like, do those look good? Do I want them? Yes or no. And then you move on with your life. You either eat them or you don't. You don't have to like sit there and like have this whole thoughtful conversation with yourself. But again, it takes practice. So. To wrap it up, mindful eating comes down to slowing down in whatever way that looks like for you. Learning your body's hunger cues, this is so, so important. And let me just go back to that too and say that this is something that dieting doesn't teach us. Dieting teaches us eat according to this meal plan, eat at these times, eat every three to four hours, six small meals a day, or intermittent fast, only eat in this eight hour window. It doesn't teach us how to tune into our body's hunger cues. So you can see how dieting actually keeps us in that mind, mindless eating loop. It takes us further and further away from being a mindful eater. Number three, creating your own game plan and making it work for you. Listen, the meals I create, I help, well, I don't create, my clients create their own meal plans, but the meal plans that I help them create are not like spinach, cauliflower, rice, and chicken. Like they eat good meals, like breakfast burritos and the yogurt mess. Um, they have pizza sometimes. One of my clients went out, she was traveling for work and she knew she wanted to eat at this pizza place. So we worked it into her plan. You have to make sure that your game plan that you set works for you. And then the game plan you have going into your holiday get togethers. And then number four is being present. That is always the most important. That is always the thing that's gonna keep us the most mindful. Okay, any questions before we wrap up for today? If you have questions on Zoom, pop them in the chat box. If you have questions on Instagram, go ahead and pop them in the um, comment box or leave a comment if you're watching the playback. Any questions for me?
Okay. If not, we are going to come back tomorrow and we're going to talk about decoding your cravings. I have some brand new tips for you. I have some brand new, um, did I just say tips? Tips and tricks <laughs> for you to use, for you to implement. And if you're on the list for these trainings, check your email because I have special little things, little offerings coming for you each day of the week. So ladies, have a great day. Thanks for being here. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.